This is... Wow! What, what a week. What a week. Politrix. Welcome back to Wow What A Week. Hashtag Politrix. Happy New Year. Compliments of the season. Bloody blah, blah, blah. Now, it's not even the middle of January and already we're seeing a number of storms. Storms that have been and seen floods in the country and other storms of a political nature and have seen a torrent of reactions. To help us through all of it, please give a wow welcome back to our meteorologist of political movement, Botsang Mudimuwa Memuilwa. Hey. Botsang. Hey. Hey. Uh, good morning, fresh morning to the viewers. Uh, Happy New Year for those who are still in the New Year. Compliments, sir. Uh, compliments of a new season, yes. And meteorologist of politics. God, I'm getting new titles every time. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, the storms. Uh, I've seen into 2024, all, all is well. Uh, we both went into the festive season single men. Are we both still single? <laughs> Brother, I'm very single. I'm gonna be single for a very long time to come. No, but no, no, no. What if just, what if I, me and you are simply undateable? That's why I was still single. I actually thought you wasn't my situation when we started working together. I was coming along <laughs> very well, and 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 and, and you, you get down, but you become single just before festival. Sorry, brother, but you know what? We must probably find a church to pray for us. You know, or whatever. Some, some, yes, yes, yeah, to cleanse us, right? This, this can't be right. Now, speaking of cleansing, there's a lot happening at the International Court of Justice at The Hague. Um, the last uh, two days, uh, obviously, saw South Africa presenting her case, and uh, yesterday saw Israel presenting her case. So, how do you see what is happening at the ICJ? Look, uh, uh, primarily, and, and not only being a South African, but uh, in international platform and global politics, mm. and especially in the diplomatic field, this is a grand step that South Africa has boldly and, and proudly taken. And South Africans should be very proud that uh, uh, the, the country or the government stood up to the words of Nelson Mandela and the historical you know, a, a relationship between us and Palestine as a state to stand up and lay charges or open a case with the International uh, uh, Court of Justice, you know, mm. which, which is an arm of the, of the United Nations and it's sitting at Den Hague. So it's a bold step from South Africa. So what is South Africa arguing, in essence? Look, uh, uh, first of all, let's remember that uh, there is this uh, Court of Justice. It has other elements to it. And okay. one of the elements is the, is the Convention of Genocide, the Genocide Convention, the 1948 okay. Genocide Convention. Which, were, which, which came about as a result of what happened in Germany. Ironically, yes. the, the diplomatic or the, the Genocide Convention, which is a diplomatic tool and a legal tool, mm. came and was formulated and signed off by primarily about 10 countries. Then it's like almost 80 or more countries now. Ironically, this happened in 1948 after what was said to be the genocide by the Germans, Hitler, in inverted yes. commas, World War against, II. against the Jews, yes. who became the Zionists, who are the Israelis today. Mm. Ironically, this piece of legislation or this piece of convention was formulated because of what had happened mm. to the Jews. Now, the very same Jews today, they are raging and, you know, uh, causing a genocide against the Palestinians in the occupied Gaza area, which after the 1940s uh, uh, Jews genocide, they moved, some of them moved to that part of the world. Now, to come back to your question, South Africa is saying 
it's about time we use these instruments that mm. we have in the world and as members of the United Nations Organization, as signatories to the, to the uh, Vienna Convention, the Genocide Convention, as well as members of the International Court of Justice sitting in, in Den Haag, in Den Haag. So South Africa is using that option to mm. can lay criminal and genocide charges against Israel and its accomplices. Now, a lot of people are arguing, for instance, that some people are saying South Africa has a double standard in terms of applying its uh, foreign policy. Other people are saying South Africa is consistent in her inconsistencies when it comes to foreign policy. I'm saying what I've learned from being a, a student of history is that every single country on the planet does not have a consistent foreign policy. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and often your foreign policy is linked directly to your interests, uh, your, your, your friends, your, your, diplomatic, friends, friends, your yes. diplomatic friends, whether they have minerals or not. So to, you know, to turn around and say, hey, 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 South Africa is inconsistent when it comes to foreign policy. Show me one country that is consistent when it comes to foreign policy. I, I, I agree with you, Fresh. Uh, uh, you, you apply your foreign policy. That's why it, it gets revised over time. And mm. it depends who you make relations with. Unfortunately, political, international, and diplomatic relations operate in that manner. Sure. You cannot have uh, the same application of your policy or your rules to one country that you have different relations with mm. than to another country. Our relations with Russia are different to the relations with the USA. Our relations with Palestine are different to the relations with Israel. Our relations with Lesotho next door sure. is different from our relations with Japan. So mm. we cannot be expected to apply the same modalities of international relations mm. to, to, to the same situation. But, but I don't know in this instance how are your people and, and the doomsayers are saying, why are they bringing this? Where is double standards here? Because it is the first time South Africa approaches the International Court of Justice, mm. which I personally think South Africa failed to approach the International Court of Justice for the apartheid atrocities. Sure. And they failed to do for, but maybe it was for peace sake mm. and for you know, a negotiated political settlement. But in this instance, I don't know what people are comparing it with. Mm. No, somebody. No, has, no. Obviously, they're comparing it with what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. Oh, well, well. Look, South Africa position with with Russia and Ukraine has been the same as with Palestine and Israel. South mm. Africa has been pushing for many years for peaceful resolution and diplomatic re, uh, resolution of the Israel and for many years, mm. for decades. Mm. Mm. Now, I think they have arrived at a stage to say we have exhausted all diplomatic and peaceful resolution of the challenges in, in the Middle East or in mm, Gaza. Mm. And we know that uh, South Africa has done that. So now that they have arrived at the point to say, this is unbearable. It has come to a stage whereby it's unbearable. We can't do it anymore. Sure. And, as, and But South Africa also tried with Ukraine and Russia to engage NATO and, and the US and its fellows to say, but let's engage Putin diplomatically so that this thing should not happen. They didn't want to listen to South Africa. The same thing is happening. But look, that's a war of two countries fighting there, NATO fighting Russia, mm. fully armed people. Yes, in every war situation, there will be civilian casualties. But it's not the same situation, in my view, mm. as what is happening in Palestine. In Palestine, you're having a Goliath and, and, and David, and David does not have his uh, 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 string at the moment. 
the, the, the majority of the people that are dying in Palestine mm. are civilians and mainly children. Sure. And, and, and over but, 100 journalists. Uh, over uh, 100 exactly, journalists. Exactly. I mean, that is how indiscriminate the bombing is. And the, the other reason why they are murdering journalists mm. in, in this genocide is because these journalists are the people who are going to give a true story of what is happening on the ground, mm. a different story from what the mainstream West-controlled media is showing, and that's why they're killing these journalists. In one family, they I, actually I, wiped off the entire family. I, are, you, are you saying the, the 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 journalist deaths are not accidental? Are not accidental? No, 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 no. They are being assassinated. Are not collateral damage. They are not collateral damage. Why are these journalists who are being killed? They don't belong to the mainstream media of the West. Why are they not CNN, BBC, and Sky, and those? Why are they not? Why are they from other media platforms that mm. are showing things? that this other mainstream media channels, and we should not shy fresh to sit here, uh, and then I looked during the week when this thing was, CNN was not showing the process that are happening in the with the ICJ. It was not showing it, such mm. a very important thing. And, 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 and these people are not only fighting with bombs and politically, they are also fighting with the media. The media is a very powerful tool, a very powerful instrument that is being used by politicians. Again, what I don't understand and what I find disturbing, because it almost feels like we live in different universes. Um, you know, I was watching a, uh, I can't remember which Israeli politician it was, mm -hmm. or commentator, and he was talking about how he's turned this, as the narrative has done over the last God knows how long, he's turned this into South Africa is supporting Hamas. Yeah, yes. And that's the narrative, I, I almost feel like they're trying to deliberately they're intentionally trying to push South Africa supports Hamas versus South Africa feels that what is happening to Palestinians it's can't unjust. be allowed to happen. And we fold our arms. But instead, you want to turn it into what it's not and say South Africa wants to support Hamas. Desperate measures, fresh. They are very desperate. They will say and do anything that they want to say. One of the things that uh, the Republic of South Africa has done and, and, and Minister uh, of International Manalit mm, Bandu, mm. in engaging... He didn't only engage the U.S., Israel, and, 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 and the, the leadership of Palestine. Mm. South Africa even had engagements and meetings with Hamas itself. Which, which was turned again into propaganda. Into propaganda. Hamas mm. is not the government of Palestine. Yeah. Understand? But South Africa said, if, if you are in a war situation, you can't bring partial people into a negotiating table. Talk you to engage, all involved. You can engage all that involved. And yeah. it is correct. It is well in line with diplomatic engagement and resolutions of war and, and trying to find peace. There's nothing that South Africa is on the side of, of Hamas. South Africa on court papers, mm. over 100 pages of court papers. And, you know, they were released a, 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 a week earlier. Sure. I went through that whole document. Let me tell you, South Africa has a very strong case. Sure. A very strong case. It's very factual. It, it, it has three elements, that case. The mm. first element is quoting what the international law is saying, and I've referred to the genocide uh, convention. Mm. The second part, it talks of the history of what has been happening between Israel and Palestine. Sure. And the third part is talking about what transpired from the 7th of October 2023 mm. to today. Let me tell you, the first paragraph, the opening paragraph of this third stanza of, of the whole uh, uh, case, it's actually lambasting Hamas. South mm. Africa didn't mean to wait in lambasting Hamas for what occurred on the 7th of October. So I don't understand and legally. I think, and I think generally those who are pro-Palestine 
have been very clear about what Hamas did was wrong. wrong. Yes. I'm pro-Palestine. A lot of black people and Africans are pro-Palestine. And, 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 and we've been saying, and I said on this platform mm, with you, mm. murder on its own, killing people, sure, and particularly sure. civilians, it's wrong. Mm. For whatever reasons you may have, if Hamas would have went into a military barracks of Israel and shot and killed the soldiers, I'll be talking a different story. Sure. But civilians were involved in mm, this case. Some mm. were kidnapped. And we, we should condemn that. Sure. Even if we understand why they're doing it, but we condemn it. Sure. Now, we are now sitting in an international court of justice. And let's hope, because this was an urgent application. And, and you know, the application was made end of December 2023. It's less than a month. The sitting already happened. And, and let us await for the outcome of those 15 judges. Mm. It's going to be very important because what South Africa has done, it is actually testing mm. the ICJ because we know the ICC, there's issues there. But the ICJ, it's an arm of the United Nations organization. Mm. It's a statute of international body. It's governed by various conventions. And it has supposedly independent judges from all over the world sitting on that platform. And it's based on law and nothing it's else. It's based on law and nothing else. The law that was supposed to, if this law was made and it was good for the Jews, sure. let it be good for the Palestinians. You know, what else blows my mind is the fact that even when that hospital was bombed, we were told that no, because there was a Hamas operative or whatever it was in there. Yes. So we were going to take out this cockroach but we're going to kill everyone in the house. In order to get to the cockroach. In order to go, yeah, you know, in inverted commas. The other day in Egypt, there was a high-level delegation from Hamas in Egypt. Yeah. Why were they not bombed? Exactly. To take them out. And, and they because knew. those are the heads. They they even came to South Africa. Yeah. The meeting with uh, men, Lady Pando, the minister sure. of the what happened in South Africa? Now, if the leadership of Hamas let us pronounce a war against the Zionist state of mm, Israel. Mm. Comes to South Africa, the world is open. The world knows that they are having a meeting. They should have used the intelligence and bombed them while they were in South Africa. They didn't do that. Because if it's truly about Hamas and nothing else, I'm telling you, fresh, you I know wish, where to I find them. I wish you were a lawyer in, 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 in Den Haag. I wish I, I to wish say I, that statement, I wish I, 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 wish I didn't drop out of the first year. <laughs> because that's a very valid point. If you know what you are saying, it's actually could make a very good argument in a court of law mm. to say, if you wanted and you are claiming you are not killing civilians, you wanted mm. one, you suspected as one or two Hamas operatives inside the hospital. Why didn't you go and take that over? Why did you bomb the whole hospital? Exactly. And so it's an intention. You intended to kill innocent people who are already fragile patients. Mm. Mm. You know, when you bomb a hospital, you are actually finishing people who are already fragile sure. and compromised. But uh, somebody asked me, you know, very interestingly, uh, we have not been here for what almost a month now mm. to say, hey, you and Fresh, you go and you close the show when things are happening in the world, when the stops. <laughs> we need you guys. So, Bhutan, what's going to happen? I'm like, I don't know. How will I know what's going to happen? But when I look at the composition, yes, sir. Uh, because people were also questioning why uh, the former Deputy Chief Justice, Dekhan Mosinike, and not the already nominated mm. uh, a member of the ICJ. You remember uh, sometimes, I think in October, we had a discussion oh, yes, here. Yes, uh, yes, actually, yes. South Africa is going to have its first... Uh, but, but he only starts in a couple of months, He only starts right? in a month. In yeah, a month. Yeah. So some people were arguing that, no, no, why didn't they just South Africa say, we are nominating to start already now? But mm. I think, 
I think, and this is Butan talking now. I think South Africa did a great move. Chief Justice, uh, former Deputy Chief Justice, Kamosemike, he's a very seasoned, uh, 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 you know, a legal person. Mm. Number, number one. Number two, he's a Pan-Africanist. Mm. You know, the Muslims of this world are some of those judges that, in my book, they cannot be bought. Mm. If you look at all the, the crisis he has handled. So, so it's actually a very strong point for us that we've put a judge there who's a Pan-Africanist. It's mm. not a deployee of the ruling ANC that sure, is sure. sometimes not having a principle of standing. You understand? Very mm. independent and that's the first element. The second element, we are proud nation. We bring our own child to go and represent them. Mm. Look what Israel does. You know, mm. who did the appoint? A former Harvard professor mm. who's a specialist in, in, in uh, uh, this criminal law, international law. Mm. They didn't take a citizen. He's somebody who is sympathizing with Israel. He's not an Israeli mm. because as the party to the, to the, to the, to the case, Israel is also allowed to bring sure. a judge. But the composition of, of the ICJ 15 judges, we have three African judges there. We have a judge from Australia, Brazil, and China especially. So somebody may say, yeah, but Butsang, why are you bringing politics and friends of BRICS? And I said, if you think the justice system is independent or those judges act independently, they're supposed to. But mm. one, they are human beings. That's the first element. Sure. The second part is normally when things go into the international fora where the G7 or the West dominates, we know how things will go. In this instance, we wouldn't know because it's not obvious. It's not like going to the UN Security Council and you go to present something at the UN Security Council and the five permanent members of the UN Security Council, you know what's going to be the decision, mm. even if you've got a determining case. Mm. But in this instance, even if the judge president of the ICJ is an American, by the way, mm. the judge president is an American. Even if the judge president is an American, those other 14 judges are from different countries. Sure. And, and, and for me, that is very good. And I'm expecting very positive results for South Africa. So countries supporting South Africa include Bangladesh, Bolivia, Brazil, Colombia, Jordan, Malaysia, Maldives, and Namibia. So what does countries such as these ones standing up and saying South Africa were with you. It, it's what, actually what, what, more than those countries. Yes, well, what does it mean in terms of global like geopolitics? In, in, in geopolitics, one, the world is very tired of the U.S. dominant, U.S. and U.K. dominant, or the West dominance of world politics. That's the first step. The world has stood up. Uh, let me tell you the, the actual numbers. Over 50 countries mm. have supported South Africa, and I call those countries cowards, mm. especially the Arab world. They never stood up. Mm. Why didn't they do this? Why did it have to take the Mandela land and the Republic of South Africa? And people undermined us. They first started by saying, we are nothing in this thing. But when mm. they realized, and I'll tell you, when, when did it change? But those countries, if you look at them, are developing states, are states that have been colonized, as states that have been, you know, in, in economic and uh, war with the West. That's the first element. But mm. over 50 of them. And when the vote happened in the United Nations General Assembly, 50 voted on the side of South Africa. 10, only 10 countries in the world voted with Israel and the U.S. Mm. 30 abstained. Just look at the dynamics. 50 on the side of South Africa, 10, 10 on the side of, of the, the Israel, and 30 abstained. And those abstaining, I also say... You know, uh, you can't be impartial when you have joined a world body. Why do you become impartial? Why and, are you sitting there? And you can't sit on the fence when it comes to dealing with an injustice. Exactly. But, because because uh, then you're complicit in wanting that injustice to, to proceed. 
And, and what I like afresh about South African position is that somebody was saying when the, you know, the East Africa bombings happened mm. uh, and, and uh, it happened the genocide in Rwanda and all that, people are saying, but why didn't South Africa act fresh? Mm. If I failed to act in stopping a crime in the past and I learned from my failures to act, you can't come and tell me that when I've learned and I'm now applying my lessons to say, I'm not going to fold my arms as South Africa and, 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 and say, uh, I'm not going to do anything because when the others happened, I didn't do anything. Mm. I'm in a position to do something now. I've got the wealth support behind me and, and, and I'm going to do it. And let me tell you, they were quiet about it mm. until two weeks back. Uh, the, 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 the last week, actually the first week of January, just after New Year, I think mm. it was the 3rd of January, a former uh, 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 court judge, mm. well, I just forgot the name, he's the only judge that has actually found, uh, or the first to, to find genocide, ruled mm. on genocide mm. uh, uh, in that court. He's a retired now. He was interviewed on the BBC, and he said, actually, Saloka has a strong case, and actually what should happen or what may happen. Now, this is a former judge of that court. Mm. What may happen is if the court rules against Israel that this is genocide, the friends, the comrades, their accomplices, the complacent partners of Israel, mm. who is the UK and the US, will face the music as well by automation, by, by prescription of this oh. law. Only after that retired judge said that statement, the UK and the US started jumping around. Mm. That's why they even had a special secret meeting with President Ramaphosa. They tried to use diplomatic engagements in the mm. last minute. And Even people don't know. know about this, but I can tell mm. our viewers. And, and So you're uh, telling uh, us unequivocally the, the, yes. that and, they've been and, trying and I, to wangle. I'll put a disclaimer to it, and nobody will ask me what's my source, but it's somebody from international relations and yes. from intelligence who said, when the president was in... in Pumalanga, mm. and he quickly cancelled the ANC engagement on the 8th of January. Mm. He was going to meet delegates from Israel and the US oh, wow. who were trying to sway this in the last minute because they had then realized from this judge comments mm. about the content. And that was a day or two after the, what do you call it, the, the case, you know, documents were released. Yes, sir. You know, that document, Fresh, I, I went through it. It has 500 footnotes. Mm like references to why South Africa is at 500 with over 84 pages of the court documents. Very critical, very crispy, direct to the point. And, 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 and there's a very strong case. International lawyers, mm. you know, international criminal justice people and the jurists are saying this case is going to go down the history. So whether South Africa win or not. And, and I, I, I came to this studio this morning and I said, I hope Fresh is not going to ask me, so what's your view? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a jurist. So, a what is your between, view? There's a difference between my view and my wish, and don't put me on the spotlight. Look, uh, I, I play in the world of diplomacy and, and politics, mm. and not in, mm. the, in, the, in the world of justice. In the, in the diplomatic world, South Africa will win. Mm. If, if we follow the conventions and what, sure, South Africa sure. will come victorious. Mm. In the political world, bro, me and you, we know what money does sure. to the people. Mm. Uh, I've told you I've got confidence in the judges that are sitting there. I don't know them personally. I don't mm. know their background except one or two. But uh, 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 I don't rule out that the UK and, and the US may influence this because it's going to be damning for them. Mm. 
But my conclusion and final view, I think South Africa is going to come out very victorious on this. Mm -hmm. uh, the court is going to rule that what is happening in Palestine, and I'm basing it on facts only. Sure. It's, it's genocide. Mm -hmm. And once that has happened, it's going to be hell for the U.S. This is going to influence the U.S. politics as well. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, because all the bombs that were used, and this is something I want to tell the world, actually, all the bombs that were used in the bombings, mm -hmm from either side, the American manufactured. Mm. And I want to say to the Jews, the Zionists, the Israeli people, even the bombs that Hamas used and the rockets and the missiles to kill their citizens, they were supplied by the Americans. Mm. That's the most important part of this. All these arms that are used in this war are American manufactured and supplied. Mm. How they ended up in the hands of Hamas, we don't know. Story for another it's day. It's a story for another day. Mm. So the world must look into it that America is complacent to this process. They are supplying the arms. Without America, Israel would have not killed almost 20,000 Palestinians. Hamas would have not killed almost 2,500 Israelis. Mm. So America is in the centerpiece of this. Sure. And the ruling is going to heavily impact on Israel. Um, I mean, on, on the United States of America mm. and the UK. That's why in their panel of jurists, uh, Israel has included one of the leading specialist uh, 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 criminal, international criminal justice lawyer. He's from the, U, he's from the UK. Mm. So you can see how the United States and the United Kingdom are involved into this whole process. I, I think it will go our way uh, 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 based on facts, but uh, emotionally and as a human being as well. Emotionally I think, and politically. And political, we I, must expect anything. We must expect anything fresh. Sure. We must expect anything. I, I can't wait. Uh, 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 you know, for the outcome, because this is going to change the global politics. You know, as I was Forever. sitting this morning, I was saying, yeah. maybe I must finish my law degree, you know, and, and go back. I don't know if we still have time, but it's these are like interesting late. times. It's never too late. Yeah. We're, we're still young. I'm fresh. I'm 52 this year. You're still very young. Uh, Even at 60, you're, you're, you'll be seasoned at 60, so it's the I perfect get, time. I must become an advocate at 60. It's the perfect time to actually go back in there. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about this. Let's, let's bring it back to, the, to, to, to South A, ah, because we, 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 we are not short of drama in this country. <laughs> so former President Jacob Zuma, in essence, has been saying to the ANC, kick me out, kick yeah. me out, kick me out. <laughs> they still haven't kicked him out. What's going on there? You know, Fresh, I, you know, uh, uh, I don't like President Zuma for waiting for us to go on holiday on our show. Few days after that, yes. he announces that we missed on the news. But listen. But but the long and the short, if you you know, depending on how you want to analyze this, is he's been asking to be expelled, and they have failed to expel him. Can they? Can they afford to? I think. Look, we, people always joke and say Zuma is a good chess master. He is proving to us yeah. year in year out whether you like him or not that he's a good chess master. Mm. Fresh the the. the I don't know why did not the ANC intelligence, and, and, and I don't want to talk about government, sure. uh, because we are talking uh, 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 the, the formation of MK mm, and the ruling mm. party. I don't know, how is it possible that the ANC intelligence did not pick up the formation of MK, that my sources are saying this happened since February 2023. Yeah, that's when it was registered. It right? was registered mm. around August, September 2023. But, but something very seriously happened. Why, mm. I don't know how did they see this. Have you noticed that 
it mushroomed all over the country because they thought it was a KwaZulu-Natal political mm. formation. Mm. Yeah? That's number one. Big mistake. Number two, it mushroomed all over the country. And the T-shirts, the regalia, the flags, the logo, they, they were readily available. When were they printed? How come nobody leaked that information? How mm. come nobody mm. knew? That's how smart Zuma and his people are mm. to say, they played under their nose and because they were focusing on internal fighting and other things. But I think he played them smart. And to sit there and say to your beloved wife of over 80 years, fire me. You know, mm. Zuma has been in love with the ANC since birth. And he sits there, he says, no, no I'm not leaving you. Mm. I'm not leaving the ANC. I, I, I'm, I'm saying that I want to correct the ANC by taking another arm of the ANC, which is Umkonto, to correct the wrongs that he even owned up to that himself. Mm. And people say Zuma is not on up. I've listened to a few of his speeches. He owned up to some of the things, the wrongdoings of the ANC. And he says, and he says, I could not do anything because the ANC works collectively. Mm. So even if we were not adhering to the policy. I respected him. I don't respect him for that. Mm. For doing, he could have done what he has done now long ago if he was a principal person. But he's acting now, and he and, and people must also remember Zuma is the face of MK. He's not the leader and all that. So he, he I think the man is old. He must retire. Do we know who the leader of MK is? Look, look. There's a secretary, acting secretary general, and there's few people in the leadership that they have announced. I don't have their names here, but there's an acting secretary general. Mm. They have. And, and, you know, again, you're putting me in the corner. I know who is MK going to, to have as their presidential candidate. Okay. I, 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 I've, I've talked to some of the people there that I'm very close to. Are you able to share that with us? Uh, let me just apply my mind. No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> no. I, there's a reason I'm not going to do that because uh, I, I want to invite that person to this podcast. So let me not expose the person at the moment. Okay. Can you give us the first... Letter of that name. <laughs> what if I say it's M for Muilua, and then will you buy that? No, no. As long as you just give us the first letter, then at least when they do announce, we'll say, yeah, Botsang was right. Uh, you did say B, so Brian is... Uh, look, look, look. They are talking to various people, but there's one person that has been, that has been not recommended, endorsed okay. by all the other parties. The, the BLF has endorsed. Even the PAC was involved and said it is the right direction, the right move for Zoom and MK to do this. Mm. So, so now it's about the black thing, but there is a candidate that they are talking to. There is somebody very respected in their society. He actually has given clues uh, uh, before that he is not going, and it's a he. That, that I've given, I've given you a clue. Uh, it's a he. That he what is, are the chances he, it would be a she, though? Uh, fresh, don't rule out that this country will have a, a female president. If if Mena Lady Pando stands up and contests for election as an independent candidate, I think a lot of South Africans will support that. Mm. Her conduct in the last one year has been outstanding. Sure. But let, going back to the MK party, so I I think the ANC undermined Zuma capabilities mm. after the the July riots, the jail term, and his age. They sure. undermined him. But they are missing the point. This is not about Jacob Zuma. It's about people who, in lack of a better word, are heartful with their own movement. Mm. You see, this mm. is the beautiful part about this. The people who are forming the MK are not from outside. They're from the ANC. Mm. This week, on, on, on Thursday morning, the first daughter of uh, the former SACP and Umkonto West commander, mm. uh, the late Ndate Krizani, sure. the first daughter announced that he's leaving formally. There's a rally that uh, happened in the Eastern Cape and she's you know, released a speech that she's leaving officially ANC for Umkonto West oh, wow. So, So it is not only... I can tell you there's somebody very senior in the ANC from the Northwest who's going to announce very soon. 
There's somebody who is sitting in Luchuli House mm. that is going to announce very soon that is no I tired of this thing. He she is gonna actually even relinquish the position to join the MK. But but I think people are also, it's a wait and see situation. Mm. You understand? It's a wait and see situation. The advantage is they know how dirty the ANC is. They know how the ANC operates. I'm not undermining that the ANC may come smart out of this. Mm. The fact that they blue ticked Jacob Zuma for the last three weeks, it is somehow to their advantage. Mm. I, this is the first time I see ANC acting smart. Okay. Sometimes when you are caught up in a corner, you take a step back mm. to assess the situation. If they would have rushed to expel Zuma, it would have actually been to their detriment. So, if they would have made reckless statements like some that they've already made, it people you're, you're, are you're, you're late. Those reckless statements have, have started on stage. Yeah, I, but fresh. <laughs> I, I I feel sorry for the African National Congress. Look, what what I I don't understand how does the leadership that talks collectiveness mm. when it's in crisis collectiveness lack. It, it, it goes through out the window. Sure. You find the Secretary General says this, the chairperson says this, and the President says something else. Mm. And there are conflicts, and they are even fighting in the media. Mm. You, you understand? I mean, the, the, I, I don't know why, and, and going back to their comments, is the world surprised mm. by the conduct and comments of Mr. Fikile Mbaluna. He has always been like that. Mm. Loose cannon, reckless, fear for shoots for fear for call, shoots from the hip. Mm. They elected him into that power knowing his character from the time he was in the youth. Why are they surprised now? That's number one. Mm. Number two, we always say politicians lie. Mm. You know what I liked about what Figile did now? Mm. He told the truth, how corrupt the ANC is. We have been saying they must come out clean. Figile will stand up and say, we were corrupt. We corrupted parliament. We lied. Mm. And we are surprised. But uh, Mbaxi's argument when he was interviewed on Talk Radio 702 yes. was that I did not confess anything that was not ventilated at the Constitutional Court. Mm -hmm. That is what the Constitutional Court said we had to fix this in Gandhla mess. Yes. So I didn't confess to anything. Yeah. It's in court papers that what we did was wrong to justify Gandhla and the spending and the fire pool. So in essence, I've said nothing new yes. is his argument. It's when, the timing is important. Yeah. It's when and which platform is he saying it. Mm. He's saying this in, in when he was thinking he's exposing and attacking Zuma. Ah, you okay. understand? I so the you. timing was mm. wrong. In, in politics, he could have not said that. But then Kwede Mantaje comes as the chairperson and adult. <laughs> Uncle Gwizi <laughs> comes and tries to correct Figile. He's like, you media. It's your fault because you ambushed him with your cameras and your microphones yeah. and, he, and you got carried away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, he says, he says, uh, Balula will learn the secretary general position. It's a complex one. Yeah. And the media, you made, how, how cheap that statement is. He, he blames the media for the utterances of his secretary no, general. No, I think it was tongue in cheek. All you're saying is, guys, some of us, when we see microphones, we will talk. No, no, fresh, fresh. There's a, there's a collateral damage here. Yeah. And you West, but he didn't stop there. Mm. He went further to say, yeah, there's a lot of water in the pool. And, and this thing, we did say that when there's fire in Kanta, that water will be used. So he, he actually, he actually added to what Fikile Mbalula was saying. Mm. You understand? And then they go against each other on in the media. Mm. And then at the end, when they realize they've caused a boo, they say, yeah, you know, we have policies and protocols we must follow. We are not supposed to attack each other in the media. The damage is done. Mm. And what does it do? It propels Jacob Zuma, sure. to, who says to them, 
That ANC of Ramaphosa, mm. it's a circus. That's what Jacob Zuma is saying. Are you saying they've given him a chance to say, I told you so? Uh, you know what he's saying mm. now? Mm. Can you see what mm. is happening? Mm. And remember, in, at the back of this, few weeks before that, Ntatema uh, Vusom Sima questioned the behavior, the conduct, and the caliber of the Secretary General Fikile Mbalula to say, what kind of a person is this? But who are they blaming? They can't blame Fikile for being himself. Mm. They can't blame Fikile for shooting from the hip because he's when been he was, consistent when he for was, 20 years. When, when he was consistently shooting from the hip, they elected him to the highest position mm. in that organization. The Secretary General of a political country or any movement or organization, it is the clue of the organization. Sure. You understand? It's where you run the administration. Mm. It's where you bring everybody together, the provinces, the chairpersons. And that is a very critical position that was occupied in the past by great people like uh, Alfred and so, you know, my former minister and so forth. And, and you give it to a, a lack of a better word, a rascal like Fikile, and, and you expect him to be diplomatic and say, he has never been diplomatic. Mm. But, but what we eat from and what we like is we are eating as, as media people, as sure. analysts, we are eating from this. ANC it's is, fodder. It's is fodder. feeding us, mm. you know, things that we have always said. Uh, uh, how Now I want to see and this is very important. I want to see how parliament, what do you call that committee of uh, uh, behavior in parliament? I'll, I'll just get the name. Uh, uh, how parliament is going to, to, to react to this mm. whole thing. Mm. That's number one. Outer, Afri Forum, the DA and other parties, let me tell you fresh, mm. they are coming for the ANC. But for instance, all of these... I think you talk about the ethics committee. The ethics committee, yes, yes. All of these utterances that are happening in Mpumalanga, though, in the bigger scheme of things, would and will they cost the ANC come elections this year? Look, the ANC has been costing. They, they will. These utterances, actually, they are worsening the situation. Mm. You know, people are saying it's only going to be the middle class, those who watch news and who analyze this thing. And, but, and, the, but, and the clever blacks. And the clever blacks. Those clever blacks have been carrying the ANC. Mm. So it is because... Once they say this, once they're exposed, it will, it will filter down to the people who benefited from the Nkandla post. Somebody may reopen that case, even if the constitutional court ruled. Mm. Uh, that's one. But also, you are, you are leading an organization that has been accused of mass corruption and maladministration. And you stand up and say, yeah, we've been corrupt, we've, we've misled even the parliament. You're, you're not helping yourself, you mm. understand? Mm. I think it will impact on the ANC. I think the ANC, if they would have focused on their regeneration process and put all their efforts in resolving whatever the problems they have and re-winning the conversation. I don't think they will win all, but they may still convince a few people. Sure. Uh, but I think they've just worsened the situation. The arrival of MK, look, uh, MK is no other party is going to beat ANC and take over. ANC will come out with election. But I think the president... The percentage has dropped. The last time we spoke, I said mm -hmm. I'm estimating for the 60, 47 percent. If somebody asked today, with the arrival of MK, ANC can drop up to 40, even less. In fact, that was my next question. Are you saying uh, MK will be that impactful? It will be very, very impactful. Actually, MK is even going to give EFF a run for their money. There's a lot of people in organizations like the EFF mm. who have been saying, we don't want the ANC. We, we need a home. We need a home. Mm. And, and, and what MK is doing, it's, it's grabbing people from all over. And some won't join the party. You see, joining the party and signing the membership form is not the issue. Mm. The issue here is elections. The X. The issue here is the X. You know mm. and, and I think MK is capitalizing on that. What they are doing now, they are doing exactly what ANC has been doing for all the years. Go into rural areas, go into strongholds of the ANC, 
Kwazulu Natal, Mpumalanga, and the Eastern Cape. You know, wait until they have their major rally in, in Gauteng, and you will see how Gauteng is going to be fractured even worse. I think it's going to eat on the two major political parties, sure. uh, uh, the, the, the EFF and the ANC. I think they, they will eat people who were, uh, uh, you know, sympathizing with the majority of the ANC. Look, mm. uh, if somebody asks me how much percentage will MK pull uh, 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 come the 2024 elections, if things go as they are now in January 2024 until mm. the election date, uh, 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 I think these people are going to pull way above 10%. For way real? above. I think so. I think they're going to pull. Wow. If in Qatar and, 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 and parties like Action SA, mm. they pull about 5 6%, mm. I can tell you now already that MK is way bigger than in Qatar and Action SA combined. And it's, we call them sympathy votes, and impactful they votes. And they don't even have a leader yet. Ah, they will have a leader. They will announce a leader soon. But they, I think they're also checking sure. the platform. Somebody asked me, can this Zuma not a leader? And he's old, he must retire. But you always say uh, old people must retire. I said, but Zuma is not the leader of India. He's a mascot. Mm. In football, mascot don't kick the ball. Yeah. Players play the ball. The mascot cause the hype. They, they rally the masses. They, they rally them. And that's what Jacob Zuma is mm. doing at the moment. The ANC, you know, in, in closing this, this part, the ANC should... If somebody asks me, if they hire me and they pay me well to say, what should we do with Jacob Zuma? I will tell them, shut up. Don't even mention his name. Yeah. Keep quiet. Mm. Leave him. Let him run with his thing. Mm. Anything they're going to say is going to be wrong. So, If they fire him, it's wrong. If they keep him, it's wrong. Mm. I wish the ANC have an NEC meeting and Zuma walks in there. I want to see what's going to happen. Remember, he's not fired. He's not mm. charged. Mm. Uh, they claim that he expelled himself. No, he said, I'm not leaving. Yeah. I'm just correcting the organization. Sure. But you know what Jacob Zuma is doing? Mm. He is saying what that the former president oh, yes. said in 2018 or early 20, when he said the best thing to happen to the ANC is to lose the 2019 elections because it will aid the ANC. We need a wake-up call. Yes, yes to that's what he said. And that time, people did not understand what mm. he meant. If they would have taken that leave from the Motlante statement, they would have, there would have been a, a different ball game today. And why did the party not discipline him for that statement? Because I thought that statement was rather a, a strong statement you know, to Fra say you against know, your own party. You know, Fresh is smart. I don't know who's the analyst here because that's Zuma's ace, I can tell you. If they're going to charge him, yes. he's going to ask them. But Mutlante has done this. Exactly. Mbeki has done this before. Exactly. So what are you talking about? But they will stand up and say they never rallied. They never... They never campaigned for another campaigned party. Campaigned for another party. Yes, and that's but the difference. That's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference at the moment. But I think for their own safety uh, and, and for their own... They should take that energy and time and focus on rebuilding the organization and preparing for the elections hmm. instead of... Instead of going to play the men. Sure. Once they play the men, they lose focus. They're distraction. They, they, they're distracted. Mm, mm. Well, look, they just got a free advice from me. We can invoice them. Another thing that's confusing me, Putsan. So Wednesday night, uh, Musi Maimani tweeted, in essence, that my hand is up for the president of the Republic. Yes. And this is my question. Because already we've got all these small formations and small parties. I almost feel like if South Africa is or the best interest of the country mm -hmm. is what you have in mind as a leader or a former leader. Surely there is more weight in you backing another of the smaller parties than saying, I also want to be president. Yeah. Surely. 
Look, fresh politicians are very selfish people, mm. and this is not an insult to any of the politicians. Sure. But mm. they are very selfish people. They they are also narrow-minded. Everyone wants to be the leader, mm. and everyone thinks they are right. Sure. You know, I looked at the Africanist block, for mm. example. Mm. You know, uh, and they are talking the same language, same sure. policies. They've got the same objective. Why yeah. can't they get into the same house? Nobody knows. The second part is Musi Maimani, mm. uh, the leader of Action Eight, and uh, Hemen Mashaba. And, and all these other small parties uh, that Sarah has tried to bring together, mm. same policies, same manifestos, center, center, police, center uh, right politics, why wouldn't they be in one room and decide? But it's because everybody thinks they are important and they are cleverer than the other one. They don't care about the people. They be don't. Because that's my thinking and my argument, that if it's truly about fixing the country, Take your influence, take your clout, and put it behind somebody who's already saying, I want to do... I can, can you imagine one party with 10 presidential potentials yes. all saying, we're back in Botswana? Imagine how good that would be. Because there are people who love my money, there are people yes. who love uh, Action Ele, there are people who love Gating McKenzie. People who love ZB. Uh, uh, you understand? Yes. So, so imagine if those guys, and it's very simple black people, you call a meeting, even if it's over drinks or over lying mm. to each other into one room. Yeah. And you speak that and you say, guys, for the for the sake of this nation, sure. the, the Save South Africa people, Musi Mahimani himself, he's got a political party, by mm. the way, mm. uh, a Safe SA or yes. something like that. And and why would he stand up and, and he says, I'm ready for the president when he's got a party and that is going to contest elections, number one. Mm. Number two, if he wanted to rise as an independent candidate, why didn't he register himself as an independent candidate? So he's also ill-disciplined. He's talking outside his party, Musi Maiman. But you know, Musi Maiman is like Hemen Mashaba's party. Mm. It's only them in that party. The rest are followers. Sure. So nobody will stand up and say, but Musi, you are out of order. You can't say I'm ready to be the president of the country. You say I'm ready to be the face of the party mm. that I'm representing, not as an independent. He talks like he's independent. Mm. Uh, but all of them, they've got those qualities. But, you know, again, I ask myself, when we say a person is a presidential material, that is a, is a quality person, I ask myself based on what? If you ask me about, for example, uh, uh, Julius Malema, mm. is, is, is he a, a presidential material? Yes, because he's a noise maker and he's got supporters. Sure. Is, he a, is he a quality leader of a presidential material? And my answer is no. Mm. You ask me about Paul Mashatile, is he a presidential material? No, he's not. Mm. But... I think he's a good politician. Sure. By the way, a good person is a bad is a bad person. Mm. So it's, it's a good politician. So in politics, he does he plays his games and dies very sure. well. Mm. But uh, uh, knowing knowing the the, the the presidential nominated leader of uh, the Sizwe, I think that's a presidential material. That's my view. That's sure. my opinion. I think it's a presidential material. So when we speak of quality leaders. Tabon Beggy was a presidential material. Mm. Was he a good uh, revolutionary or was he a good comrade uh, uh, at Zabalaza? No, he was not. Mm. But he was a presidential material. You understand? Sure. So those are the qualities we should look at. But again, fresh, South Africa must move away from basing our politics on individuals, sure. on how good they are. Mm. We should move to These a cult stage. followings almost. Yeah, just cult. Mm. We must move to a stage and say, which party, which organization, who does things best? What I want for South Africa, in absence of, of a good political party in South sure, Africa at the moment, sure. what I want is uh, what white people are praying for. White people are praying the ANC lose. If ANC loses, if ANC loses, white mm. people are going to benefit. Mm. And I'll explain that if you want me to. Please explain. But I pray that 
we should go back to the multi-party. Real where there's no outright winner. Ah, yes. Because people say it will cause instability, like in municipalities. But to have, to have peace, there must be a war. Sure. To have a stable government, there must be chaos. Mm. Let me tell you, city of Joburg will stabilize one day because mm. they are learning from this chaos. Sure. But when I say white people are going to benefit, and this is what they are pushing, if the ANC loses. Mm. The, the strong left wing of the ANC, the radicals, the radical economic transformation and the radical, the left wing of the people in the ANC who says the party has failed, the MK guys and all that, mm. they were getting stronger. They were rising sure. inside the ANC. And if they would have changed the ANC to be radical again and to talk of repossession of the land, not land restitution, repossession of the land and the minerals and all that, white people will suffer. Mm. You know, the transformation policies that we have now rejected like the, the triple BE and so forth. Now, if the ANC lose, how white people will benefit is the ANC will have to go and knock at other parties to beg for their support to stay in government. Mm. And ma in, make us king. Yes. Mm. And in that instance, one, there'll be compromise. Two, there'll be beggars. Three, they will have to give something. Mm. You understand? Mm. We all know that the current ANC will not go with the EFF. Sure. The current. We all know that the DA and funders of both ANC and DA, which is white capital, will not allow the ANC to go with with the EFF to rule the country because their percentages, even if they both lose, mm. but the ANC will be forced to either go with the DA, depending on the percentage. If they got, say, 40% and they take Inkata to go into bed and rule the country with Inkata, it will still not make a, 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 a 50%. But you know what Jacob Zuma is doing? Mm. He's saying, I'm correcting the ANC, and this is where people don't see. If I get my 15% or 20% as uncontroversies and ANC gets 40%, mm. We have 60% together, come and talk to me. Sure. And we, this is how he's fixing the ANC. Mm. So in my politics, if I'm anti-ANC, I actually don't like the MK because the MK may bring back a corrected ANC. Might be the kingmaker. Might be the kingmaker, mm. you understand? So white people are thinking that the ANC should lose, and I'm talking about white capital, mm. should lose elections, lack percentage to go and beg for that percentage from parties like ACDP, mm. like the DA, like like in Qatar, who will easily go with with the and they are being held and funded by these people. NC will go back and have the 1994 compromise. They will say to in Qatar, if you come with us, we'll give you KZN. And we know in Qatar wants that. Mm -hmm. We'll give you KZN. Give us give us the national assembly and give us the presidential thing, and we'll give you a number of cabinet posts. Those are normal politics that we know that is going to be the game come 2024, if they do not postpone elections. Oh yes. That's, that's something also that is brewing and cooking in the background. And under what circumstances would elections Look, be um, uh, postponed? I, I, I'm not an expert in the Electoral Act, but mm. I listened to the former Statistician General as well as the former uh, IEC chair, uh, and, firstly, and the other IEC chair. W uh, wasn't he saying, in essence, that we need to almost have like another Codesa? Yeah. And decide how we, we can play together and We fix can play things. together. Is, I, isn't it too, like, hasn't the horse bolted now? I, I did not like that statement. Actually, I have it's, high respect for the two gentlemen, the former Statistician General and the former yeah. IEC. I have high respect for, for them. But you know what? I sat there and I listened to them and I looked at them and I said, who's paying these guys now? Mm. What, why is this not? Is the ANC still having a hold on them to prone? Because they are respected people in the society. And, and is the it, horse is not bolted yet, Fresh, because the president hasn't announced. But would it be democratic to even do that? Fresh, 
earlier on you said <laughs> to this platform to our viewers that in politics, in international relations, you change your thing depending on look. Democracy is democracy on paper. Mm. The ANC is not going to go and lose elections while they are sitting. They are in power. And one of the former African leaders, who, I think it was Mobutu Sasaseko, whoever said to the other leader, how do you lose elections when you are in power? You've got the machinery, you are in charge, you've got the money, you've got the army. How do you lose that? We are seeing that repeating itself mm. in South Africa. I don't think the ANC will only uh, go and fight in the battlefield in other ways with the masses and rallies. I think they will also use the state machinery mm. to try and stay in power. For, for leaders of state institutions or former leaders like Bo to stand up today and say, maybe we are, the environment is not conducive. Mm. Yes, the environment is not conducive. You know why is the environment not conducive? Because the ruling party that has been feeding everybody's mouth has been rattled. That's mm. why it's becoming inconducive to can hold elections. And the president is delaying. They, if you want to see how the ANC is operating. They even delay their important birthday. Mm. They postpone their birthday with days to, from the 8th to the 13th. Why? Mm. And as Julia say, they are waiting for EFF to announce the election manifest and copy it and paste. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, you can, so, I do not, I don't think it will happen. It will cause chaos in the country. There will be a lot of court cases. But yeah. if he doesn't announce and he, he, he takes a clause in the Electoral Act mm. and he uses it, what can we do? So sure. What can we do? So that thing that these people are talking about it in the background, I don't think they will postpone them to next year or what. They may mm. take it to, a, a, you know, if they have 90 days, they will take it a little bit further to can help them to, to, to fix their mess. Remember, there are court cases against the IEC. They may take advantage of that. Mm. So the opposition also taking and questioning the IEC is also giving ANC a leeway to mm. can say, hey, we are not ready. But it may work against them. Sure. It may give MK millage mm. and time. But if we go to the elections tomorrow, I'm telling you, the African National Congress will dismally lose because of the hype in the country. Not mm. because people don't. People are tired. People who are not interested in politics are like, no, but we are tired of these politicians. Mm. And, and they are not helping themselves. One of the things that happened that was very clumsy, actually, this uh, uh, past week, is the president of the republic wearing the, the cap of the president of the ANC, saying, if people don't vote the ANC, they will lose grants. Please, man, please. No, but isn't that typical electioneering and fear-mongering? Fresh, not at that level. You don't stoop to that low. You don't go and... And you see, that is abuse, actually. He's abusing the goggles, the illiterate, and the people who, who don't have access to social media and the media, people in homelands who don't have television. He's abusing mm. them mm. Uh, by saying that, by saying if ANC loses, lose, you will lose. That's cheap politicking. And uh, they, they show desperation. But fear-mongering and desperation at that level have been known to work, though. I mean... Swat uh, Khafar was a thing. How do you self-correct? How do you self-correct? ANC is talking about self-correction. Mm. They've been giving people t-shirts, plates of pap and rallies mm. and, and promises, 350 rands that, that kept people you know, going and excited and queuing. Mm. And, and they have come up and said, that is wrong what we have done. We are now uh, correcting our wrongs. How do you say such statements as a head of state when you know that social grants comes from the government. Even the apartheid government 
gave black people that they hated social mm. grants. Mm. Even the Bantus then, Buputatswana of Mangope, had one of the best social grants in the world. Mm. You understand? So I don't think President Ramaphosa should have stood to that level, but this is causing more damage to, to the ANC because, uh, you know, the youth is, 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 is 23% of the electoral vote. How do you tell my 21-year-old son mm. who refused to vote, you know, four or five years back, is now ready to vote and he wants to vote Guess what's the way to punish the ANC? And, as, and I'm like, son, you know, in this house, mm. we, who do we vote for? There's a lot of Africanist parties. Like, ah, 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 that I can even vote DA, it's my choice. Mm. I'm like, huh? Not in my house. But nonetheless, moving away from that, moving away from that, all I'm saying is cheap politicking is not going to work anymore sure. because people want tangible things. People mm. want to see less corruption, less manalism. Youth want jobs. Sure. And, and the president... Is supposed to pronounce himself on such things. To say, when I took my term, I had this creation of job seminar with investors. Give us feedback in Tate Ramaphosa. But won't that happen for the January 13 statement, since it won't be the 8th anymore? Well, the January 13 statement, they, obviously they are going to come with the rhetoric. We are re regenerating ANC. We are going to create jobs. They will talk about how they're having the triple piece for the electricity. Mm. They will talk about the things that we know. I don't expect anything new mm. out of the January 13 mm. or statement. I, I'm telling you, nothing new uh, will fight corruption. Fight corruption where, when they're still corrupt, even in trying not to be corrupt. I laughed when, was it in Bucks who says we're fighting load shedding? I was like, no, you <laughs> cause load shedding. You can't create a problem and say we're fighting the problem. <laughs> they're fighting load shedding fresh. You know how they're fighting it? They're, case, they're creating more fighting it's on the opposite side. <sighs> they're fighting load shedding by making sure that it gets extended. You understand? But yeah. don't worry. On the, on the 13th, you know, this, we won't have load shedding because ANC has a rally. Mm. You understand? But look, bro, uh, there's, a, there's a, what do they call this? There's a white paper on, in the public arena now regarding the 30-year plan of, of the electricity. Hey, Black South Africans who are going to vote, they don't want policies. Mm. They don't eat policies. Sure. They want pap on the table. Mm. They want jobs. Youth want jobs. Mm. Youth want a future. They, they have a bleak future in front of them. You understand? And, and the ANC is not doing that. The ruling party is not doing that. They have missed the mark. If I was a politician today, mm. I will target the youth to say, just, just go and vote. Even if, even if you do not vote for me, just vote. You understand? Because if your target as a political formation is to remove the ANC out of power, you should do anything under the sun to remove mm. ANC out of power. And one of the things to do is to say to you, just go and vote. Even if you don't vote for me, just go and vote. Mm. And I think that's the language these political parties must do. So that ANC must be punished to an extent that they should come mm. to those people to beg and, and, and the, the only political party that I know it has done that smart, but at a local level and strategically, is the Patriotic Alliance. Mm. The Patriotic Alliance has mastered the art of, of, of being the key maker and saying to other political parties, come, I've got one seat, but you need that one seat. Sure. They have saved Patricia DeLille. They've governed mm. the municipality successfully in the Northern Cape. They've done it in Gauteng. Mm. They're the, the, the smallest party that dictates to the bigger party yes. what to do. For me, that is smart politicking. Sure. And, and if ANC doesn't make friends mm. with those kind of people and peace with those kind of people, they are missing the mark.
I think on that point, uh, an hour in, I think we're, we're done. Yeah, well, there's a lot. <laughs> As you said at the beginning, storms in this country, there's natural storms and hails that are, are taking the country like it happens every other year. Yes, sir. And there's political storms, both domestically and internationally mm. fresh. Uh, uh, but, you know, when, when we get into next week, mm. we will hopefully know about the outcome of, 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 of the ICJ case. And uh, let's wish our, our uh, diplomats as well as our jurists sure. who, have, uh, who are in, in the Hague at the moment, uh, good luck. And yeah, I've never said Viva South Africa in my life. And for the very first time, and you see, I've got, for me, this is passion. Eh? Coming mm. from being a diplomat, uh, uh, when I saw this happening, you know, I found one of my ex-colleagues at Derroco, who is a former uh, international uh, law desk. And mm. I said, wow, bro. Uh, good work. Uh, no, no, I'm no longer there. I've left actually, but hey, I'm very impressed. Mm. Now, what we should do, me and you, we can make mine out of this and we must do it fast. Okay. We must go and search for information mm. who is behind this ICJ case. Somebody who, who went to Naledi Pando sure. and said, let's do this. If sure. we can get that person, mm. interview, document, and write a book about that, we'll make millions. We need to know what was the story behind this? Who started? Because I don't think it's any of our politics. Somebody somewhere. What if it's Mama Naledi? Uh, uh, it could be, but no, no, no. She's not a lawyer. I, I don't think it's her. She, she, she was presented with a beautiful concept. Mm. It could be one of the diplomats. I don't rule it out. It could sure. be one of the Derko officials or legal, but we must find that person. Mm. You know, if, if they are listening, whoever went to Mama and Lady call Pando, us, call, call us. us. We, we want to talk to you. Because we just want to talk. We just want to talk. Document this thing. It's win or lose, it's historical fresh. Groundbreaking. On that note, my mm -hmm. brother, thanks, and it's good to be back. Happy New Year. Welcome yeah. back, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And we're done. Another edition of Hashtag Politrix on Wow, What a Week. We are coming to you from Amp Studios, downtown Johannesburg. Proudly part of the Africa Podcast Network. Shout out to Trevor and his crew at Pezulu Works for the incredible cinematography. You guys make us look incredible. Our audio and our imaging specialist, Otis the Flow Fraser. I love you, my dude. Our guest, Bozang Muilwa. Creative producer, Kuvesh Mohan. And our show producer, Gilizo Mudisa King. Email us, keep in touch, get in touch. Um, uh, like, subscribe, tell your grandmother about us, but also email us at waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. Till next week, have a great week in spite of yourselves.